1: Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan, the phone number 216-474-0092 or on X Twitter at CLE Talking Eds. Uh, Big story of the day, Browns owners, uh, the headline on NEO Transblog says Browns owners buying 176 acres in Brook Park. Um, The process is starting to do that, Uh, especially if you read Daryl Ryder's uh, piece at 923thefan.com. I'm going to get to your reaction in just one moment. Again, 216-474-0092. First, uh, let's get some updates on the NBA trade deadline, which is at 3 o'clock today. Here's Dan Menegan. Nice.
2: All right. So we've got two trades that have happened since the last time that we've done this, Of meaning one of them being the Charlotte Hornets were trading PJ Washington to Dallas for a package around Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. We are taking this from Sham wow. Sharania of The Athletic. We did Woj earlier. We'll do Shams now. We're an equal opportunity person, place around they, here. They
3: appreciate that. Yes, sure. you know,
2: the 31st and 32nd franchises. Adrian and Shams. Normal names for guys. Of course. Yes. Interesting move for Dallas. Uh, Charlotte also I, receiving I like a 20 first-round pick.
3: I think P.J. is a really good young player. I like that for them. They also get a twenty-twenty-seven first first-rounder.
2: That is correct. Okay. Top two protected.
3: Hmm.
1: All right, next. So they're
3: hoping for three.
1: Was
2: there one more move? Yeah, one more move as well. Brooklyn is finalizing a trade to send Royce O'Neal to Phoenix for, and uh, to quote Shams directly, salaries and three second round picks. To Quote Shams Sharania.
3: So I, I wonder if those are glazed, Andy, and do they have sprinkles? Are you done?
2: So I'll keep you up to date on which human beings are attached to said salaries.
3: If you read little rumors and everything leading up over the last month, Royce O'Neal was a guy who some folks thought might be a, an interesting pickup for the Cavaliers. Good all around solid player. There's a lot of the nitty gritty stuff.
1: All right, let's go back to the other story right now. As I look at, uh, uh as I look at the story by Daryl Ryder at 92, three, the He, man, I got to tell you, Daryl goes the extra mile. Clearly took a drive over to where he thought, uh, the where he, where he knows where this land is, and took a picture of where it is. So <laughs> Daryl's got that picture right there on the website. Well, That's um, works. That's great. A general view of a portion of the land across from Hopkins International Airport that potentially could be the home to a new dome or stadium for the Cleveland Browns. Daryl Ryder took that picture. Man, that kid goes the extra mile. Holy moly! Is he a kid though? Should I call him a kid? That bad. He's a kid to you. That's true. Um, and he's a good partner, and it's always game day in Cleveland. So again, read his story. Beautiful. Uh that the original story today, the first story that came out today that started uh the the kind of the tornado on this thing, NEO Trans blog first reported it on the Haslam Sports Group. Uh possible purchase. I don't want to. I mean, I know the one headline says buying, uh, but it's not it, it's not there yet, is it, Jeff? Is it I, I don't know. All I've uh, seen, I've
3: not seen the word they have purchased. The words. Here, I'll, I'll use Daryl's words. We've I'll, seen they're in the process of finalizing.
1: Daryl's words are the Cleveland Browns are in the process of finalizing a purchase agreement for 176 acres of land near Hopkins International Airport. What does this all mean? Maybe the Browns are off the lakefront and the stadium will be a thing of the past. It's interesting. There's a lot of, I mean, as Jeff and I have said throughout the day. There's a lot. If you're doing a, okay, do this, don't do this, man, there's a lot of checks on the side that says do this. And some are good for the city, I think, as well, too, because it would give them back the land to do something with the land where the stadium is right now. Um, can I, I, I
3: don't mean to poo-poo anything. Sure. If we haven't developed the lakefront in all of this time, do you think getting the stadium back – and not having it sitting there by chance, if you you know tear it down, you at that point you still have to put together a great big plan and fund it and everything else.
1: Well, it gives city leaders the opportunity it and gives the creativity. The opportunity. That's true. The creativity to you know make a statement that could last for lifetimes and generations. That would be sitting there in, you know, city council and the mayor's office right now. Because that, what are you going
3: to do with that? But, but Andy, the one thing about it is, and, and though it's right there at the end of East 9th Street, there's a lot of other lakefront property that's been sitting there forever. It's, I not, agree. it's not like
1: our city officials have jumped all over it. Yes, let's develop this. because Well, the stadium is right. I mean, when you look at the city, yeah, but it's right in the middle, and it would block anything that you're trying to do if you're trying to do something. So is the airport. There's so much lakefront it shouldn't,
3: the, the entire talk of developing the lakefront shouldn't be limited to the space a stadium sits on. I'm just saying, I, I I agree with you, next to the Science Center and then having the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on the other side, there's an opportunity to continue that and, and do some things. But we have an awful lot of lakefront that has been awfully neglected for many, many years. Is it neglected? Not- I mean,
1: it's being used, Jeff. It's just not being used in a gigantic public uh, space. It's not. I mean, the airport, that takes up well, a lot Andy, of land. There's, there's nothing whole, going there's on a there. a lot of lakefront. How, how many times do
3: we go down? Does anybody go down to the lakefront because there's really cool stuff there on any part of it? Edgewater. That's it. Okay. And what is it actually there? A lakefront.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a park. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I,
3: I know, but there's no development there. It's wonderful that it's there. Let's, let's, I mean, that's, that's well, wonderful. However, all I'm saying is, if you don't have the stadium there, there's no guarantee that there's going to be lakefront development that absolutely booms because we've had a hell of a lot of lakefront for a hell of a long time in this town and it's still sitting there like, "Oh, look, water."
1: Yeah, I just I, Jeff, I I disagree a little bit. I mean, I think that if you're creative and you want to figure out a way to try to bring development down to the lakefront, that with the stadium not being there, the opportunity is there that wasn't there before. And I do think that that is a major piece of the lakefront, because I mean, what do you have? You have homes in all, so they can do what they want, and that's also another city. Then what's next to that? Uh, the Coast Guard, the Coast Guard stations over there. There's there's military stuff over there. Okay, well maybe that could be developed. I don't know, but the government would have to give. But that you up. just you just now talked about in, creativity.
3: In. That's one thing we've not seen out of Cleveland politicians when it comes to the lakefront. Yeah, that, just, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm just. I kind mean, of, it's real clear.
1: Well, I'm just I'm I'm thinking about, you know, just driving in from the east side, then you have, you know, there's another little park there where I see a lot of people fishing on the rocks every once in a while. Um, you have uh docks for boats, and then you have the airport. And then, you know, we have the school there, the aviation school there that's that's just a building now. Um, and then you have the airport, and then you have, you know, a nice little development there with Boinovich Park, and then you got the stadium, and then you got shipping on the other side of that. It's just it, you know you have got to move out what's there and i think part of that initial process of moving out what's there would be the stadium and it just
3: but the, andy even what you just all laid out there's a lot more to the lakefront in the city of cleveland than that i mean there's we have a ton of lakefront and we just haven't put it to use so maybe if if they if they build a new stadium somewhere else and the stadium gets torn down maybe that spurs the whole thing that gotcha. would be
4: that would be swell
1: senior correspondent ed go ahead senior correspondent ed
4: uh, you know, you're, you're. Hey, by the way, hello. Yeah, hi, Ed. So hi. Anyway, the, you know, I'm sure the port of Cleveland and all the industries that benefit from our shipping us would have something to say about developing a lakefront there. But I drive by the the proposed purchase area every day, and you know, I worked in the casting plant there that they took down and engine plant number two. Right. And so I believe while it's an attractive lot of land, and someone said, you know, Patriot Place kind of stuff, I believe it's a negotiating ploy because they could, they just put up a, like an Amazon warehouse thing, at, yep. you know, by the airport side. There's there are so, a couple you know, of big things have those, that have gone in there, Ed, right? Well, no, they also, right now it's just a warehouse, you yep. know, but. They still got a big plant to take down. They still got the plan on Brook Park Road. Yeah,
1: they're talking I mean, two of the three plants to make this happen.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and and I think it's a big negotiating ploy because then they can say, Hey, you know, City of Cleveland, what are we gonna do? What can we do? Blah, blah, blah. Because they can always put more Amazon type warehousing there and all that. You know, they bought land, it's not gonna but I mean, yeah, it's it's probably if they put a stadium there. A two billion dollar thing because there's no restaurants. There's you know the other side of Engel Road is just small you know businesses. Yeah. And and that's, there's nothing there yeah. now. You know I mean it's great location wise and all that stuff, but I think it's I think it's more of a you know he he settled his case with you know Warren Buffett, so maybe they got some more cash and they go well let's do this because they can always sell it. You know that's that's what right. I believe. That's so true too. Before everyone gets excited about. You know, hotels and all that kind of stuff there. You know, I I believe that in the end, it's a big negotiating ploy. They have, if they do buy it, they have real estate that can be developed because they've been cleaning that thing up. You know, and you. in the summer got of 76, I sat there and worked at the casting plant for 10 hours and had all kinds of stuff in my nose, you know, stuff like that. You but it. It. Yeah.
1: Thank you, senior correspondent, Ed. You got to sign up. So,
4: yeah. oh, yeah. How's it going? Oh, for Baskin of Phelps, I'm senior correspondent.
0: There's joy in every journey.
1: I don't know. I got a feeling he's wrong. We'll get more of your reaction right after this. 216-474-0092. That's right. 216-474-0092.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.